Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Roz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. It's a big night, Lance. It is a big, big night. Mondays are unusual for us. It is. We're doing. We're recording this on a Monday, uh huh, because something is happening on Tuesday. Yeah, in fact, so I'm, we're going to edit this and such. It's going to be ready to go pre-deal, and if anything goes wrong, this will be me speaking from beyond the grave. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if something were to go wrong, uh huh, I'll hop on a on a Zoom call with Clint. And we'll do a little something instead of this. Okay. <laughs> this will come out in a few months, probably, if that happens. Okay. I'm just like not going to like, oh, well, I have a show edited. Let me just throw that one up. <laughs> I don't think I would do that to you. I think we'd, we'd, we'd do some sort of memorial to just okay. rest right. easy and knowing that we're not just going to like air, <laughs> air what, what, what was slated air and not talk about your... Yeah, <laughs> your operating table demise for ten days. Okay, <laughs> all right. You feel good about that? Sure. I feel like you do the same for me. If something happened to me, yeah. you would, you would, Maybe. you probably hop on a on a Zoom with Clinton and uh, and do yeah, a, probably a, some sort of post mortem. No sort. promises. Um. So tomorrow's your procedure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How are you feeling? Nah, it's. No big deal to me. I, it, it's it sounds like it's is really this routine. A, is this a like Lance? No big deal, but like kind of is a big deal. But Lance is just mean, mean, tough, gruff Lance. And no, Lance I, is just not letting us in, or is this no, really not a big deal? From what I can tell, it's pretty routine, and a lot of people have had it, and it's been like nothing. So the only thing that sucks is I had to take a day off of work. We couldn't schedule it on days I or it was already closed or anything like that. So I don't they have think their they schedule. Cardio versions on Saturday afternoons. We could have done a Thursday, but no, it had to be Tuesday. There was no choice. Um, so, do they crack you open for this or no? No, <clears throat> essentially, it's like the AED kind of okay. thing where they they just put the things on and charge it. But if you're awake, it's a really bad experience. So they put you under. So that okay. you, uh, well, are we memory. talking uh, GA under? Or are we talking <clears throat> like propofol? Uh, propofol. Okay, the, so, so the Michael go. Jackson special, sort of moderate sedation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're they're not breathing for you. I don't know. That uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's just just kind of like a moderate sedation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texas State Board of Dental Examiners released today their jurids- jurisprudence exam that you have to take if you have any type of anesthesia permit, which includes okay. nitrous, nitrous, okay, 
oral sedation, obviously IV sedation, and and on to deep sedation. So it's basically okay. everybody. All right. And I failed the test. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 76 out of 80. And the embarrassing thing is, is that in the question, like right under the question, they have like the section of the law that the question is from. So uh-huh. all you really have to do is like stop for a second and read it. It's like, nah, <laughs> fuck it. All right. Let's see if I can roll through this bad boy. And uh, turns out I, I could not. I was four questions short. I got uh-huh. I needed an 80. I got a 76. So I got to retake it. I can retake it uh, up to, it, it has to be at least 24 hours later. So I'll retake it at some point this week. And if I fail it again, I got to pay for the course again. Uh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is read the paragraph. That's it. All I got to do is read the paragraph, and it's I'm I can't be bothered. Yeah, I ain't got you know, nobody got time for that. I don't have time for that. Um, so I I do feel um somewhat up on uh on sedation and and mm-hmm. anesthesia terminology. So I feel like they're like taking you to level one. Okay. maybe level two. Okay. Something like that. But I'll uh, let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it goes. So are you no, um, no food after midnight, that sort of deal. Yeah, it's six hours before, so I can, I can party till four. Oh, damn. Is, is there a waffle house around? <laughs> I'm going to find one. No, I actually don't have waffle house out here, but, um, she had a Denny's or something. Denny's Denny's. Sure. Yeah. We can, we can find some. <laughs> It's going to be bad news. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What did you do last night before your surgery? Oh, yeah. I just slammed four moon over my hammies. <laughs> like, maybe that's why you need cardio version. Yeah. 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 Shut up and shut up and shock me, shock monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, kind of the super bird. I'm a. The what? The super the su- bird? Yeah. What is that? It's just a sandwich, a club sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Is it like, do, I'm assuming the bird is chicken. I believe so. Okay. I mean, it could be maybe turkey. It's Denny's. Yeah, it's Denny's. So it's <laughs> imitation something. Cannot remember the last time I was at a Denny's, but I'm a hundred percent certain alcohol was involved. Probably. Well, the the saying goes, no one ever goes to Denny's. No, it's you. Yeah, you end up at Denny's. you end up there. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Um. Hey, there was an election. I don't know if you heard about that. Something like that. I. I mean, did we? It seems like everyone's pissed and, and, and or uh-huh. everyone's, everyone's pissed in one way or another. You're either pissed that the election broke the way that it did, or you're pissed that the president of the United States hasn't, you know, acknowledged yet or, or conceded or whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah. it's doing exactly like what we all knew he was going to do. Yeah. See, that's the thing is this was expected. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so oh. everyone's pissed off in some way or another. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like it's, it's bubbling up. Like, the left is is rubbing it in people's faces, and obviously, like uh-huh. th- they say that um, they were concerned about coronavirus more than anything else. Yet they're out like on the streets, you know. Yeah, um, they're, they're doing everything that they were uh, right. Blasting. So you know, maybe like celebrating your cars. You know, like yeah. I, first off, why do you need to celebrate? It's it's still kind of kind of early ish. Well, I mean, it's it's I mean, not it, even that. It's like, why are you putting all of this weight into well, this office that doesn't like doesn't really mean that? Like, it doesn't really affect us all that much, right? So, yeah. like, well, what I loved is the whole you know we're healing and everything, but no, you you just told what seventy one million people they're pieces of shit, and now we're we're supposed to be friends. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's just like worry about your own backyard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, stop worrying about what's happening in Washington. Worry about what's happening in your own backyard. You know, mm-hmm. for, for both sides. Yeah. For both sides. Um, and I, you know, I do get like the, the, I, it's not exactly fair pool to say it, but, but I get like, Hey, you know, no riots, um, from, from the right, which is great. Cool. Like I, I certainly hope it would have been that way from the other side. Oh no, um, they boarded up expecting it. Well, but I mean, it's, I, who are we to say, you know, yeah. had it swung the other way? Um, who are we yeah. to forecast, you know, what would have happened or, or, or what could have happened. And, mm-hmm. um, but I just like worry about your own backyard. And so either way, I, I, I dug this up. This is a quote from our guy, Justin McElroy from my brother, my brother. Uh, uh-huh. Um, and, and this was, um, after an election, I'm not going to say what election or what year, but this was after an election. Okay. Uh, Justin said, um, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to keep trying to do good. And so are you. And nobody gets to vote on that. And that's exactly how I feel about this. Yeah. Worry about your backyard. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Both yep. sides. Worry about your backyard. Stop worrying about what's happening in Washington, what the rhetoric is. None of it is as makes nearly as big of a deal as what happens in your own backyard and, and yep. what your control is over that and you going out there and doing good and being good, uh, mm-hmm. being the good um, you know, that 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 we want. It it doesn't take you know, leadership from the president for that kind of stuff, for that local on the ground stuff. So do things to make your community better, do things to make your brother better. And I don't mean like your brother, Clint, I just mean like right. your brother and, and mankind. <laughs> um, I got you. And, and don't worry about it either way. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I just think it's, it's too much energy focused and directed on this one person Mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. that doesn't really, at the end of the day, affect our like the mm-hmm. day-to-day happenings of our lives. So wake up, keep trying to do good, and no one gets to vote on that. Well, Ansys, this is not a politics show. <laughs> yeah, you could have fooled me. As is obvious, because I think like chunks of that are going to have to get edited out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Tough looks. Tough looks for our guy. Yeah, uh, we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginferences at gmail.com. And we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Maybe this week. This week, yeah. We have a doozy this week. <laughs> um, we don't want a bunch of boring questions like, who is the best heart rhythm? Because we all know that Uchi Odiatu has the greatest heart rhythm of all time for a dentist. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. What do you think Gordo's heart rhythm is like? It's probably he's pretty doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's active-ish. Like he rides a motorcycle. Okay. A motorcycle-ish. He drives like one of those uh, tricycles. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't seen that. Like the can, it's a it's called a Can Am, and it's like a, a uh-huh. motorcycle, but it's got yeah. two wheels in the front and one wheel yeah. in the back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't is I don't know what else Gordon is into. I don't know if Gordon plays a lot of golf or he's a skier. I'm guessing he's a skier. They always do ski courses. I feel like I always mm. see like CR ski courses in Park City and stuff like that. So I'm yeah, guessing he's a be. skier. It makes sense. Um, but I don't know, like. I, I certainly don't feel he's ripped. No, he certainly doesn't look that. I mean, at that age, can you? That, be? Who was the guy? Was it Jack Lalane? 
Uh huh. I remember. He was him. like ninety, and he's just crushing things. Yeah. Totally ripped. Or take off his shirt. He wore those coveralls a lot. Yeah, that's right. What happened? Is he's got to be dead? Now, no, he's right? dead. Back he finally lane. died. Yeah, I remember. He finally died. <laughs> well, I remember watching an episode of the Lance was fucking waiting for it. Um, <laughs> I had money on that shit. He died uh, in 2011. Uh huh. He was okay. he was 97 years old. Wow. Um, married twice. Um, first time for six years. Second time from 59 to 2011 until he died. So. Oh wow. Okay. Born in San Francisco, died in Morro Bay, California. Jack LaLanne. Hmm. Um, I don't know where Morro Bay is. I don't either. Sounds terrible. Uh, but even even as an old man, he was pretty ripped. Yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty amazing. I wish Gordon was was just ripped like that. This question is from Reddit. It was sent to us by about five different peoples. Uh, so I don't want to uh, miss anybody. So I'm just not going to give anybody credit. Uh, but, but all of you who sent this in, thank you so much. This is from a subreddit that's not the dental subreddit. It's called TIFU. You know what that stands for? Today I fucked up. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's the start of this post. Also, TIFU has 16.5 million people in it, oh. um, which is, cr- I mean, it's, this is a massive subreddit. That is so brilliant. this post was sort of trending there for a few days last week. Um, and we'll go over the stats on this post after, after we read it and do, do some, some work on it. Okay. This is from Reddit user Waste of Life 12345. TIFU and realized I wasted my whole life at 42 years of age, took the safe path as a dentist. My advice to people at a similar age. I think I've wasted my whole life, to be honest. I am Joe. I have been lurking for a while. I created this account to get my story across. I have no idea what I am planning to achieve by doing so, but I hope it can help those who are at a crossroads and are stuck between passion and safety. For the past 15 years of life, I've been a dentist, a path that I chose after leaving a job to study further in the hopes I will make more money. I don't even know why I cared about money when I did not even spend any of it. I met my wife before I started school when I was 20 and I was a risk taker, a dreamer and wanted to change the world. Now I'm in a place where I have chronic pain, a cheating wife, kids who don't love me, a life of staring into mouths all day, a dull brain, no more passions and hope, no real purpose in life. I wanted to work as a social worker or educator, but my parents and wife Thought that I could help people in other ways that pay well. They convinced me to take dentistry, and I did. I hated every minute of school. I do not want to be in a place where my back would ache, neck would ache, and it was not solving the real cause of the problem, but just the results of what happens after people let go of their teeth. All my friends convinced me that it will be rewarding, and I will make a lot of money when I am out of school, and I let them. When I was a young man, I wanted to do so many things. I used to play music. I wanted to become a musician. I wanted to be a teacher raising future people who could change the world. I loved physics and mathematics, but my parents told me to follow money instead of passions. Today, I have two kids and a wife. They all expect for me to provide them with a luxurious lifestyle. I've never cared for money. The most enjoyable time of my life when I was sleeping on a futon in a rental, running a small business, selling jars of jam made with strawberries from a local farm, and also working as a tutor for a bunch of spoiled kids. I had very little, but I was happy. I feel like I should have become an educator slash business owner instead of taking the career I hate. For the past 15 years, I've developed chronic pain from doing dentistry, gained at least 20 kilos, made a million dollars, but for what? I can't even do anything because of chronic back pain. After becoming a dentist, I worked nine to four or five days a week. 
I'd come back home exhausted, plan my next day, manage the business side of things, have dinner with my wife and kids, or have dinner with my kids and wife, sleep, repeat. I have a few weeks here and there as holidays where I would take my family for vacation. My kids don't even talk to me anymore. My wife and I have not had sex for months, and I am 100% that she's cheating on me with a better looking man who's older than me. I've seen her phone and confirmed this, but I will not bring it up because I don't have anyone except her left in my life. She has been my only support throughout this. And if she leaves, I have nothing left. My kids will probably be uh, will probably be split and hate their dad because their mom has raised them. My life feels like a joke. I remember when I was in my 20s, I used to be popular with the girls. I had countless opportunities to go out with girls. I found more attractive than my wife, but I didn't because I cared for her. In hindsight, I should have just done what I wanted to. Maybe my wife would still be attracted to me. I'd be healthier and fitter. If I had my life all over again, I would not settle down so early. I would date more and find more interesting friends. I would never choose to be a dentist. I should have stuck to my passion for business, physics, teaching music. Even though I would have been broke, I think I would have not cared. I would wake up every day working towards a better future and work harder because I'm not handed money on a silver platter. The list can go on. I feel that it's too late to go back to pursue my passions now. I have kids. Uh, my kids have expectations. My wife has expectations. Society thinks I'm useful and important. So I have, this is a long read, but I just had to say it. I truly have made a joke out of a life that was once given uh, by choosing money, stability, safety over people's opinions, uh, over my real passions. To all the people stuck between money, stability, safety, and passions, just choose your passions because the safe path does not guarantee that you'll live a life worth living. TLDR, too long, didn't read. I ruined my life continuing to do what I hated, dentistry. It has ruined my marriage, health, family, my passions, my mind. Do what you're passionate about. Fuck societal expectations. Wow. Yeah, where do you begin with that? That is, that's a lot. Um, is forty is forty two the end? I'm forty one, and I certainly don't feel that way. Yeah, that was the first thing that stuck out was wasted life, but you're not even halfway. Yeah. Um. So there's obviously a lot, a lot going on here. Uh-huh. We'll kind of start. With a few things. Um, Number one is this is obviously um, major depressive disorder talking here. I mean, these are just very much hallmarks of of major depressive disorder. Um, From the top down, the tone from the very, from the jump is, is Mm -hmm. MDD. Um, So I think there's, there's obviously a medical issue here with that. Right. Um, Uh So, you know, I think that's, that's that. I I did have a, a, a thought when I was reading this. It sounds like he, like, does he not care that his wife is cheating? Because that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, well, it just seems like he's he's observed it and um, accepted it. And but he's not like, like he's not like enraged. No, he's because he's looking at the the alternative of just being alone. Apparently, is worse to him than. Okay, so this is the segment of the show where I'm going to do some bad advice. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of hot wifing, Lance? Of what? No. Hot hot wifing? Hot wifing. Okay. Yeah, hot wifing. Are you, are you into hot wifing? Apparently not. <laughs> this is from um, uh, Slang Dictionary, which I guess is just a <laughs> cheap version of Is it worse than Urban, Urban Dictionary? dictionary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the cheap. It's like the... It's from dictionary.com. It's I guess Cracker's they're like version. trying to get in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, a hot wife is a married woman who has sexual relationships outside of her marriage with the full knowledge and consent of her husband, who himself doesn't have affairs. Hot wifing is the wife sharing arrangement and act of carrying out such affairs, also known as cuckolding. I just say this is a cuck. Yeah. You so know. this, I mean, so there's, I, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to say the word plenty, but there's, there's, I guess, many men who get off on this, right? On the idea of the wife having an affair, and then I guess, okay, well, I can answer telling him all now. about it. No, we don't. Do, <laughs> okay, you're not into that. No. But why? Like he could. This solves one of his problems if he just gets into this. Just steer into this kid and just get into hot wifing. Okay. Um, well, it sounds like he's almost there anyway. Right. I mean, so, he's obviously like he's not like yeah. crushed by the idea of his wife having an affair. So just like steer into the skid and you know yeah. have fun with this deal and like let's let's crank this up. Let's get let's get. Well, there's other subreddits that can help you out with this, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not liking this idea. Uh, it just as a foreign thought to me, but I guess. <laughs> I mean, is it like as is it Bon Jovi who said we're halfway there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're halfway there, man. Affair? Yeah, I mean, she's having an affair, and you're not enraged by uh-huh. it. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's I it's I'm just saying it's at least worth looking into. Sure, I mean, you could I think only fans page for it, but then I guess he's not into money, so it doesn't matter. Well, but that like that could then maybe absorb some of the losses for when he leaves dentistry. Mm-hmm. You just have you just have the OnlyFans thing running. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's a great idea. I'm just saying like it's worth looking into okay. to see if that's your thing. And if that's your thing, maybe that's what's missing in your life. Maybe that's a missing puzzle piece. You know, it's like the missing border piece of a puzzle that like the uh, the like that holds everything together you know sure. before you start doing the rest of the puzzle yeah. like this could be that that piece of the puzzle that might be i don't think it is but I, i'm you know hey you who might never know yeah. who am i to say if that's your deal that is your deal um okay so so i have a, a few thoughts there's some places okay. that i can't really tune in here that that i will need you to uh, okay. to jump in on yeah. Um, so we talked about already. My first thought is is there's definitely um, major depressive disorder going on here, uh-huh. and I, I think um, you need a, a you know very possibly a medical approach to treating this with antidepressants and mm-hmm. and you know things like that. Um, in addition to therapy, you know that the, mm-hmm. there is there's some traumas here that need to be unpacked. There is some stuff going on that I think needs to be treated both medically and with psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first place that I would start. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that was my, my first thought was, yeah, seek, seek some outside help. You just uh-huh. like just the tone of this mm-hmm. um, is, is very much, it's very much in, in tune with sort of the, the tone that one would have. Yeah. Yeah, when they're in, in, in a depressive order. In a way, I was kind of the same way at the very beginning of the story. Uh, kind of related to me. I, I hated dental school. I hated the whole time. And, all right. So here's the thing. I probably liked dental school out of most more than most people. Uh-huh. I didn't particularly love dental school. Uh-huh. I loved the sense of community. I loved my class. I loved mm-hmm. yep. having all these other people around. I loved the activities and the stuff that we did, like that kind of stuff. I loved all of that. That that was awesome. Yes. The the, the other part of it wasn't was I could take or li- I mean it was part of the deal, so you can't really leave it. But um, I didn't despise every minute of it. But it also, I didn't love every second of it, but I sure. loved the other part of it, right? But I mean, I didn't even, the the way, the methods that were they were teaching in dental school, I, I don't follow any 
method I was taught in school um, because there's just better ways to do dentistry. So, that's, but that's, I mean, that's part of what dental school is, is we're teaching you how to do it now. We're also teaching you a skill set of how to make decisions and think for yourself so that you can adapt. Yeah. That's what a, a good dental school education should do. Whether but or not that's what you got, I don't know. If I was to do dentistry the way I was taught, yeah, I'd be like this guy. But uh, when I took CE and, and learned better ways of doing things, now I like my career much better. So, you know, the interesting thing is here is he brings up a lot of like how he was into music uh-huh. and, um, you know, he was into physics and what were all the things that he was passionate about? Let me go back. Music and physics. Educator. Um, these are all these are all things that like business, physics, teaching, music, et cetera, is what is what he uh-huh. says like a couple of times. These are all things that you could potentially incorporate into your career as a dentist. Absolutely. You could teach a day a week at the dental school. Um, there's no reason like you can't pick back music again and like uh-huh. start noodle. I know plenty of dentists who like in their private office have five guitars on the wall. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yep. that's, that's their thing. And like, there's no reason why you can't pick up a guitar and noodle around with a guitar anytime you want to. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like it's not, we're not like dental priests who have to take this vow of celibacy to music. Like, no, you just can't touch it. You can't touch a well, fucking tambourine, man. And I, but I wonder, my guess is this guy's in the UK and just because he said holiday. somewhere in Europe, yeah, or holiday, we, you said Australia, maybe Australia, because he used South Africa, but Kilo's University yeah. and Holiday, yeah. So, and I wonder if it's frowned upon there, whereas over here, yeah, we got guitars. People are a little more laid back about things. So I don't but know. like frowned upon, like in what, like you can't go know. home and play on the like. Come on, like that. There's no. Well, I mean, we we got the 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 email from guy in Edinburgh saying, hey, you guys, uh, aren't you getting in trouble for speaking the way you guys do on the podcast? And we were both like, what are you talking about? And he just kind of painted a story that it's just, they plan their different rules in the UK. So maybe... If that's it, then fuck the UK. Like if the UK (laughs) as a dental system tells you, like you can't go home and noodle on a guitar, then like no wonder... No fucking wonder all of your teeth are garbage. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure if maybe some limitations. So, uh, all right. But I mean, I mean, also, I mean, he's doing five days a week. That's kind of an unusual thing, even here in America. Yeah. I mean, so cut a day a week yeah. and work four days. Teach at the dental school one day. Mm-hmm. When you get home at night, noodle around on a guitar. No one mm-hmm. says you can. If the British fucking Dental Association or whatever says no, tell them to come talk to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, physics. Okay. So this is cool. You're into physics. What discipline of dentistry has a lot to do with physics? Like ortho with ortho. wires. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing some fucking ortho. Like take an ortho course. Like this is, this is a lot of this is dripping with like somebody who is not stayed active and stayed like stimulating themselves. I don't Mm -hmm. mean that sexually who has not stayed stimulating themselves professionally Mm -hmm. with CE courses and learning different things and incorporating different things into their practice. Um, I'm assuming that they are not like an NHS dentist because he he does mention making a lot of money. Um, And I don't think he'd make a million bucks if he were, an NHS dentist. So there's no reason why you can't get out and like revitalize your passion for dentistry. Like if you're super mm-hmm. into physics, 
dude, like our sophomore ortho course was all physics. It was all physics, like overkill physics, where we were calculating like moments and forces that were put on different teeth to like do different things. It was, it was, it was basically like pre like, or like undergrad physics four, you know, is what it was like. Um, so there's a lot of physics in that. As far as business goes, like how exactly is running a dental practice, not stimulating your passion for business? Yeah. I mean, it's again, that's where I wonder if the, the UK version would be different. I can't imagine it being significantly different. You're running a business. Right. I mean, again, this goes hand in hand with like learning more stuff, like learning new stuff, learning different Mm -hmm. techniques. Um, Those are the things like learning what, what differentiates your practice from another practice. Mm -hmm. Those are all things like, like this just smacks to me of someone who like gets their CE from like whatever online, like, not dunking on my friends in Irvine, but like just the Glidewell online CE mm-hmm. and just never, you know, never pushes themselves outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. The meetings. I mean, that's one, I, that's why I loved CE was just the, the camaraderie at being at the symposium and, and the lunches and dinners with the other people to express or to share ideas and all that. So sounds like they're missing out on that. Or like even being involved in like a local study club, mm-hmm. you know, where you're just like getting together and you have that collegiality. Yeah. Those all seems like things that would help. I'm not saying they're going to cure everything, right? Right, right. But but they can help. We talked about we talked about the wife um and my suggestion, uh-huh. which you weren't you weren't fond of. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Hey, everyone has their own thing. Yeah. Um you do you. Here's the deal. Okay, Joe. <laughs> Is that what he says? I think so. I don't know. I've never heard him say that. I don't, I've watched a lot of speeches. But uh, um, here's the deal. You have two options here. Option one is like, it's no one dies if you get divorced. Uh-huh. It happens to 50% of marriages, man. Pretty common. So it's not that like, I'm not saying it's not that big of a deal because it obviously is. You have kids and all that. However, it is not the end of the world. So if you're miserable and she's miserable, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, just get divorced. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not what you want, if you truly do, like, want to make this work and and love her and whatnot, then, like, there needs to be some couples therapy and stuff like that going on, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be yeah. um, some work to be put in on that because it sounds like there was never really any of that, Right. Wife raises the kids. He's gone at work all day. He comes home, crashes, does it again the next day, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm not picking on him, but I'm also saying like from her perspective, she's stuck at home all day with the kids. Mm-hmm. He comes home and that's it. Like there's, you know, uh, it doesn't exactly seem like a two-way street of a relationship. Right. I don't know how you, I'm not trying to like throw a stone at this guy. I'm just saying like no her pers- perspective. It sounds like the, the the typical 1950s gender stereotype and, you know, husband comes home and wife has been doing all the work at, at the homestead. He just comes back, kicks up his heels, reads the paper, smokes his pipe and goes to bed. Right. Which was like, it was just a different time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not exactly like gender roles are not the same anymore. And our society has moved more towards a, a co-parenting type uh-huh. of, of deal. I mean, if you did this, would Holly be a little 
a little miffed after a couple of days of it. I don't think a little is the word, but yeah. Okay. So it just seems like, like, you know, there's a big decision that needs to be made there. And uh-huh. I'm not like telling you to go either one way or another. I'm just saying either way, some work needs to be put into it. You mm-hmm. need to decide that it's not working for either of you and you need to get a divorce mm-hmm. or you need to put in some work and do some therapy together as a couple. As far as the kids go, he never says how old the kids are. He's 42. Yeah, did they start having kids? kids like six and eight, maybe? Well, he said they were raised by the by their mom. So it almost sounds past tense. Did they start having kids before or during dental school? What's the youngest? I mean, so I'm trying to look. He doesn't never really he says he got married when he was in school. So it's at 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. The youngest they could be is they met when he's 20, but maybe married at 22. Yeah. So if he, if they have kids, at, if, they, if they had a kid when he was 24, he's now 42. A kid could be uh, like high school age. Yeah. They could be all the way from grade school to high school age, pretty much. Yeah. Um, does that make a difference? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I know you've never been divorced. Yeah. I look at my friends that um, got is divorced. There, yeah, is there they, an age that's better? I almost think it's better the younger they are. You think so? Because I do think that they kind of get set in their ways by the time they're in their teens. So if they... If what they do were, you think is harder for, for a kid? Parents get divorced at five or parents get divorced when you go off to college? Well, I think it depends on how how active the parents remain. Like, does the one parent leave and just barely see the kid, or are they part of their life? I've seen some great co-parenting of of, of separated couple, divorced couples that do a fantastic job. So, and then at the same time, I've seen people just they're just gone. The, the divorce happens; so they're not part of that kid's life. And I think that does harm the development of the kid because they feel unloved they abandoned that that kind of thing so i'm no expert but i i just assume um you know that they can make it beneficial or the best of it make the best of a bad situation as someone with kids Uh uh-huh is it possible that his kids dislike him as much as he thinks it's possible but it's it might not be true. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's possible if if he's the one that's out, you know, running around. Yeah. If 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 he would be a, abusive at the very least verbally mm-hmm. to anyone. And none of that seems like the case here. Right. So if all that's out of it, like there's no abuse going on. How much could the kids dislike their dad? It just doesn't. I, this seems yeah. to be more in his head. It, it's, I would think. Yeah, that, most likely. I mean, it all comes down to what, how how good of a communicator are you? I mean, are you in the kids' lives at all, talking to them, seeing how they're doing, and part of their part of their life? If you're just not part of their life at all, that would be by choice. Then, um, maybe. So again, family therapy, right? feels like it needs to be like personal I'd, therapy, mm-hmm. probably some treatment with the psychiatrist, 
because there needs to be probably some medical management here mm-hmm. just based on what I'm reading as someone who knows very little about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, family therapy, uh, maybe the idea of getting back into CE, mm-hmm. doing for trying to find something to add to the practice you can get excited about. Right. Whether that be implants, whether that be ortho, whether that be apnea, mm-hmm. whether that be any other any other ideas. Baby steps. Pick something. Pick one thing first. Something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Digital. Mm-hmm. Even just like starting with that, going digital. Yeah. Um something to like just re maybe maybe just respark that engine just a hair. And I'm not saying like you're gonna fall in love with dentistry all over again. Right. But something to kind of give you something to work towards whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions physical pain a lot. Several times yeah. he mentions physical pain. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Like, have, have you ever had yeah. physical pain issues? For a while, I, I had a two hour lunch Mondays and Tuesdays so that I could go to the local gym. And the first hour of lunch was me at the gym, stretching, lifting, doing things to improve my, my back. I, two years in, I think I had a, this around year 2000, I just I slipped a disc in my back. Like I had to cancel the rest of the day, pile into the backseat of Holly's car and have her take me, you know, to a doctor, get muscle relaxers. Um, it was horrible. And it, and it kind of lingered for a while. Um, I don't do that anymore. I, I got control of it and, um, I'm, I was in better shape a while ago. I've kind of let it go past couple of years. So, uh, I now have a blaming that shit on me. Oh no, 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 <laughs> not at all. Um, but, uh, I will be getting back into a lifestyle I used to be a part of. Um, I used to lift a lot and I, I was looking at old pictures. Oh, I thought you meant like the bi-curious lifestyle. It could be both. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I do understand the, the back pain that uh, he's talking about, but you do have control of that you can do things to improve it. Yeah. So I, I hear dentists a lot talking about their team, uh-huh. right? Um, and, and there's different ways to talk about your team. And obviously like your first degree team is your, you know, people that work for you, uh-huh. office manager, front desk, dental assistant, hygienist, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, and then they also speak about a team. as like, you know, the team of a sim of, of assembled professionals that you rely on. To help you with things, right? So uh-huh. your real estate broker, your banker, your attorney, your accountant, CPA, um, your, uh, you know, a- a- any of, of all those things. Okay. I-, I would include therapist in that team. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's kind of the thing I've been talking about more than anything lately, yeah. um, which this guy needs sorely. The other person that's on my team that no one fucking talks about is a physical therapist. Yeah. And I go to a physical therapist. I go to, I go to see Sarah. She's my physical therapist. I see her once a month, whether I'm in pain or not. And this started at greater New York dental meeting last year where I did something to my back and by like day. So the fucking greater, greater New York dental meeting is just a beating of a meeting. It just never ends. Okay. Um, and they ask you to do multiple sessions over multiple days. And by like the end of Tuesday, when I'm like heading out of town, when I'm trying to get back home, I could barely walk. My, mm. my, my back was so spasmy and tight. Two days later, I, I, you know, when I got, I got home Tuesday night, Andrew was like, there's something wrong with your back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. Um, Thursday morning I was in with Sarah 
and I've been seeing her once a month ever, ever since. Hmm. And, um, she has, has me almost completely, totally pain-free now. Um, you know, will I stay that way forever? No, but I know that like, I have her helping me, giving me things to do, like spotting things before they get bad. Mm -hmm. And so this guy needs to get in the care of a physical therapist who can help him out like that. Like your body Mm -hmm. in dentistry. I don't know why you never talk about this. It's no different than being an athlete, right? Okay. Your body pays your bills. Right. If you're not able to practice Uh physically, that's the same as a quarterback being hurt. Yep. Right? Now, the kind of difference between that is the fucking quarterback has a contract. It gets paid no matter what, right? Yeah. And they get paid under workman's comp and all that shit. None of that happens for us. So it's even more important for us, right? Right, right. And this shit happens all the time. Like, there's dentists I know that I'm close to they're way overweight and their body's breaking down and they're miserable. And it's uh-huh. like, why? And I'm not like, I'm not ripped. I don't have a fucking six pack. Like it's none of that. It has does nothing to do with that. I mean, that's a very small part of it. Uh-huh. Bigger part of it's like doing the minor things, like the minor core things, the stretching, the little yeah. stuff that you talked about, you know, a little bit, but under the advice of a professional who can help you uh-huh. get to and stay unkinked up in your back because it's just it's just going to happen no matter no matter how long you practice or no matter how good you try to be with ergonomics at some point in your career you're going to get kinked up a few times probably yep. uh-huh. and you need someone to help you out of that and why we never talk about like having a physical therapist as part of your team talk about fucking accountants all day long mm-hmm. like every goddamn meeting has like tax strategies like how fucking boring is this right. here's my tax strategy I let my fucking accountant worry about it. Uh-huh. But why can't we talk about a physical therapist more? Like, why isn't this like, mm-hmm. why aren't dental students like seeing physical therapists quarterly when they get out of school? Why isn't that like a discussion that happens in dental school? But never, like it's never comes up. So this guy needs a physical therapist. Like he may even need an orthopedist, you know, maybe more than what a physical therapist can do if there's herniations and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, disc issues that are beyond musculature. Mm-hmm. But that's where it starts, man, is you got to put that work. You got to put that work into your body because your body can't survive it, man. It's just too hard. And when you're running and gunning and you're seeing, you know, you're running and gunning like me or you're doing big stuff like you do where you're, you know, doing a, a big flap all on four, your, your body's moved in all these different ways trying to get to where you need to get to, right? And you mm-hmm. can't help it. It just is what it is. So if you don't put that work in on your body, you're going to end up like this, right? And like you know from data that the more pain you're in, the the quicker, the, the sort of less views that you have, <laughs> the quicker you go off on people, mm-hmm. the sort of worse mood you're in, mm-hmm. that depressed mood then turns into major depressive disorder and you tune out your wife and you tune out your kids. And it's so like all that kind of stuff can start from just like a simple backache, you know, it's like, why are we not putting in the work mm-hmm. with a physical therapist? And by work, I mean, it's like an hour once a month. It's right. not that big of a deal. And they give you some stretches to do and some, some little core work to do for five to 10 minutes a night. It's not that big of a deal, but no one ever talks about that work, you know? Um, so that to me, like those are the, like if, if this guy did nothing but adding, like those two slash three with the sub bullet elements mm-hmm. therapy, both for himself and for his family, and then physical therapy for his body. That will fix 75% of his problems. Yeah. 
the last 25% of it is finding something to get excited about again, doing some CE, Mm -hmm. adding some kind of something to his practice. And then the last 5% is like, I don't know, teach it that you, you, he talks time and time again about loving teaching. Yeah. Are there no opportunities for dentists to teach anything? There's gotta be. I mean, even if you start your own study club, you've, you've been doing this for years. You you probably can teach a segment, something. Right. I mean, there's, you know, if it's not at a dental school, there, there's something that you could potentially do. Um, the, when I was in, when I was an undergrad, um, everybody used to come down to San Antonio to take mm-hmm. organic chemistry from UT Austin because it was oh. easier here. Huh. And uh, teaching organic to laboratory in the summer at UT San Antonio was a dentist named Joe Kellogg. Really? Joe Kellogg just fucking loved organic chemistry. He's like, I take a half a day off a week and I come and teach or- organic chemistry lab to, to pre-doc students. Wow. And it was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, I don't know what he gets paid for this, but he loves it and it's part of his deal and he, he's, he's in it. Keep yeah. it going. Now he's doing it for the money. No, he's not doing it for the money. He does it because he loves it, right? Uh-huh. And so it's like, mm-hmm. there's no oper- there's no reason why you go teach. You could teach mm-hmm. physics at a local community college you know, or whatever. Is there a version of community colleges in, in the UK or in Europe? There has to be, right? I think so, yeah. There has to be some version of that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. When you have major depressive disorder... None of no none of those ideas come across in your head. Like everything's muted, and so you don't hear any of those voices telling you, like, "Oh, I should go do this," or maybe, "What if I tried that?" So I, I kind of think it doesn't start until you get that at least part of that stuff. You're at least working on that stuff because, like, the light goes out in the eyes, man, and mm-hmm. I see it all the time. The light goes out in the eyes, and and you take somebody. Um, you take somebody who is jazzed up and is Clint's a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Clint, Clint's always just fucking ready to throw down for anything, right? <laughs> to uh-huh, crush a much. few boiler makers like at the bar uh-huh. or to get into a long dial, di, uh, didactic discussion yeah. about ceramics, right? Uh-huh. Or, um, or anything, right? Surgical uh-huh. principles, anything like that. Clint's always down. Like there's a light in Clint's eyes, right? Um, and then there's other people that we run across in dentistry that just kind of stare and stare at, sit and stare at the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the difference is the light went out. And the light went out because of major depressive disorder and neurochemical disbalance in the brain that needs to be treated medically and along with therapy, right? Yeah. Get, but like you can't, you got to get that fog like cleared out of your head and then you can start sort of seeing some of these pieces fall together. So I know this seems like a lost cause, but it just reminds me of the Martian. When was the last time you saw the Martian? In the theater. Okay. Good rewatch. And like, you're wondering like, how the fuck does this remind me of the Martian? Right. I rewatched it recently. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, name it. Matt, uh, Bill Simmons did a rewatchables on the Martian. Um, and there's a scene in the Martian where he, it, it's kind of at the end. Okay. And he just says like, you fix one problem at a time. If you just look at it as this big mass of problems, you'll never get your mind around it. And so you can't look at it that way. You fix problem one. Hmm. And after you fix problem one, you fix problem two. And after you fix problem two, you fix problem three. And you keep fixing problems until there's no more fucking problems to fix. And guess what? That may never happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But every time you fix one, it gets a little bit better. Yeah. So you wake up and you fix a problem. 
You go to bed the next day and you fix a problem. I mean, like after you wake up, like you're not going to fix a problem when you're sleeping. Probably not. (laughs) Harder. You wake up the next day and you fix another problem, right? Or you continue working on the problem that you started the day before, right? And you just keep fixing problems. And if you fix enough problems, the life gets a lot better. You get to survive, right? But if you just look at this as like this big congealed, knotted uh, rat's nest of problems, Mm -hmm. then you just fucking give up and you wither away and you die. Mm -hmm. And that seems real fucking miserable. And that seems like a waste. This doesn't seem like a waste, man. You've got a wife, you got kids, you have a business where you have resources to do things. Yeah, some things haven't broken your way, man. And that sucks. Uh But if you're ready to put in some work, a few little changes here and there, man, can 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 really switch stuff around. And he's only really, forty two. He's got plenty of time. Forty two. He's got you got you got a whole fucking career ahead of you. I'm forty one. I don't even feel like I'm in my prime yet. Right. I feel like I'm pre pre prime prime. So you're sub prime. Yes. <laughs> I, like I feel like my prime is starting in the next three years and is about fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been working for fifteen years to get there. Yeah. And I think part of what is, is part of what keeps me from spinning out on stuff is that I try to have you know is I fix the problems as they come up, and I try to have like some kind of momentum in some way or another, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to keep momentum going in some way or another. It's kind of, there's like two words that I'm fascinated with. I'm just fascinated with these words. And I think about these, these words all the time. Mm -hmm. One of them is authenticity and the other one is momentum. Um, cause when you lose momentum, you like stuff like this happens, right? Right. He lost his momentum. The, the major depressive disorder kicks in the 20 pounds go on. The back starts to hurt. Yeah. He starts to tune out a little bit. Wife starts to become disgruntled. That like obviously seeps over to the kids. Like it's just this chain reaction of shit because you lost momentum. Right. And so the key is like just building momentum in any way possible. And like, you know how it goes, man. It's like, you ever tried to push a car, like a car that ran out of batteries? Yeah. Like you, you know how that gets. And like that first little nudge is the uh-huh. hardest nudge, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you get those wheels going. For some reason, I can just picture you and Clint like, <laughs> trying to wheel some garbage car like in some bullshit city somewhere like after a fucking Alice in yeah. Chains concert or something like I I never heard this story but I can just picture this this story in, in my mind uh-huh. um and I, I just I feel like that hardest thing is just to get the momentum going once it stopped and that should be goal number one is whatever it takes to just get a little bit of momentum going again whether that's you know, starting with therapy, starting with psychiatrist, whatever, like mm-hmm. physical therapy, whatever it is, CE, any of those things, just start with one of them, man. Just start with something because you just can't, you're just going to sit and die. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Totally agree. I, I once you've, once you've totally given up and you're just staring at the wall waiting to die. Yeah. It's, it's soon. It's too fucking long, man. That's that's forty years of staring at the wall for him. Yeah, there's there's way too. Can't do it, man. Yeah, you can't do it. You cannot do it. Like we won't let you do it. Exactly. I had uh, so Bianca and I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest last week. 
Yeah. She had, I realized she hadn't seen it. So I said, we should watch this. Did she think it was slow? Because it's slow. Um, she actually did okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was, just it, like compared to movies now, it's a it different, moves slow. It's, it's just different. different. It's like 70s movies are slow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at some of these old guys just in the corner staring out the window waiting to die. Um, yeah. I told her, hey, tomorrow um, you can go ahead and be the chief uh, to and just put the pillow over my face if, if it goes sideways. <laughs> she agreed. She, she's got me. <laughs> That's one thing when you're 82. It's uh -huh. a whole other ball game when you're 42. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, that's just we got to get momentum going for 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 him again. Yeah. Pick one. Um, You've got a, a laundry list of five things, six things. Yeah. Start with one. I feel like we gave pretty good advice. Thanks. So. Apart from hot wifing, <laughs> I, I felt like we have we earned a pretty good scorecard there. <laughs> Um, and who knows? Maybe that was uh, number that one. That may be it. That may be the <laughs> that may be the fucking thing that helps. You never know. I'm not going to judge if that's his deal. That's it's a his safe deal. place. Safe place. Um. Okay. I just we have to do these like statistics on this post. Okay. Seventy six thousand eight hundred thumbs up or upvotes on this post. Seventy six thousand eight hundred. That's not a few. He got. I, I can't even tell you how many awards. Um, so you can sort of get these Reddit coins and then use those coins to give awards. Um, actually, here, I can't tell you. Over 665 awards on a post. I've never seen that many. Ever have I seen that many on a post. Wow. 665 awards. He's, he has one post. It's this. Mm -hmm. His karma is 36,223 from one fucking post <laughs> unreal wow so this shit went real uh, viral there's 7400 comments so like there's just no way for us to go through all of them um and so you know i i, I my heart goes out to this guy because something resonated in this right right um and so there's obviously pretty much no fucking chance he's ever going to hear this right um but um, if anybody knows him or, or, or I'll, I'll comment on it to tell him to come listen to it. But, but after 7,400 <laughs> comments, you know, yeah. the odds of him seeing it are, are pretty low. Um, I, first off, I mean, I, I, I mean, before we end, I just have to say bravo to Joe, uh, here for sharing this much because, you know, uh -huh. as I, I just said, I, I, authenticity is, is really important to me. And this guy is really authentic and vulnerable here. And, um, for I appreciate sure. that. Um, yeah. And now it's time for Joe to fucking stop feeling sorry for himself and start start with something. Yep. Problem one. Let's work problem one. And then we're going to work problem two and then we're going to go from there. How do you feel about that? Put one foot in the front of the other. In the front of the other. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on your, on your shitty heart rhythm. Okay. <laughs> Share this with your friends. If you have any friends who are into hot wifing, <laughs> let them know about the show. Maybe not. I don't yeah. know. That's weird. I don't know if it's I want. Probably, probably weird. I, yeah. I don't know. If you're into hot wifing, I guess drop us an anonymous line. Yeah. And tell us what that life is like because that seems weird. That seems. Yeah. Um. That's how we grow the show. One new hot wife at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Rate the show. What's your favorite number? Oh, I'm a big fan of five. I love the number five too. Um. It might be the number of losses that the Seahawks have. They'll pull their their oh, head out of their Jesus. asses. Um. Can. 
Can can somebody besides Russell Wilson get off an airplane? Because it just that seems it's like Russell Wilson and Metcalf are the only two guys that get off the plane, and then they just find like I don't know what's the number uh, nine other. Yeah, nine other. Well, and then eleven guys. So tw- they find just twenty other guys around the parking lot of yeah. the game. Like, hey, you want to throw in a uniform and play? And like, yeah, this is what it seems like when I watch the Seahawks. It's literally wow. it's Wilson and Metcalf and nobody else. Pretty so, much, pretty much. Um, You're not wrong. So yeah, drop us a, a rating or a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Um, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Uh, hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for dentists and dental team members. Twitter, at WinterFerences. Instagram, at WinterFerences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. I believe that is my turn for a song, yeah? It is. So I, I went to see live music on Saturday. Ooh. Uh, our, our, our guy, Andrew McMahon. Um, or my, I should say my guy. Yeah, I like him. Because he's really my guy. Yeah, he is. Um, my guy, Andrew McMahon, was playing in Austin. And um, were you in your the, car? Yeah, so it was like a tailgate concert. Okay. So it was in a big parking lot. And um, you got a space. You you got your parking space. And they had like sort of a little tailgating area. But you had to kind of stay within that. And so we tailgated and and did the did the concert. And so it was a 15-year anniversary of his of his album, Everything in Transit. Which is a Jack's Mannequin album. Okay, um, it's the first Jack's Mannequin album, and it's great. It's it's from start to finish, it's really great. There's kind of only a couple dogs on the whole on the whole record, right? Um, so I love the record, and it, they did the deal that I love, where they play the record start to finish. Awesome, um, which I love. And then it was like after that, then he just played songs. Um, but the start to finish of the record is great because it's like that's how I listen to it, you know. And mm-hmm. so you like mm-hmm. uh, no one listens to to records anymore. No one listens to a whole record; they just listen no. to singles. But you used to listen to it, and they're like the songs were laid out in a way for a reason. They're mm-hmm. kind of ebbs and flows, and and so you get a lot of that. And so it reminded me of of sort of just listening to a record the whole way through, which just people don't, don't That's do cool. anymore. And uh, opened up a bottle of Opus One, nice. By uh, I figure, I mean it's that's a that's a high dollar bottle of wine. Um, I don't know, probably six hundred bucks, something like that. Um, Not cheap. No, but it's like, all right, well, this is the first concert we've been to that we've had a chance to go to in like eight fucking months. Like we're listening to live music. Like I'm not going to open up some fucking Behringer. Like let's, let's, let's open up something big. Like what are we saving this for? You know, this is it. Um, so we, we went onto the top shelf of the, of the wine fridge and, and pulled out some Opus wine. It's fucking delicious, man. Um, so, and then we got a pizza from my favorite pizza place in Austin, which is called Home Slice. Um, and we, we drank the Opus one. And the only thing I thought is like, man, I didn't bring a decanter, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would have been like, it, it was pretty bougie to start with. And then like adding a decanter on would have made it, yeah, it would have taken it to like an extra, extra level. Sure. Um, but it, it, especially like the last glass of it, man, after it had had a little bit to, to sit in that bottle and mm-hmm. after it had been, you know, poured a few times and, and whatnot, um, uh, that last glass, so complex, velvety, um, a lot of black Huron, a lot of I like earth, like earthy moss, you know, mm-hmm. just guys, so complex, so many layers, so good. So getting to listen to live music, drink some good wine. It was, it was pretty amazing. And the last song on everything in transit, um, they've had a, a, a subsequent release, so it's not the last song anymore, but, okay. uh, the original release, the last song 
is a song called Into the Airwaves, which I really like. And, and there's a, a, a little verse uh, in it that says, so hold on, it's going to be a hard day. Hang on now, don't panic, don't panic. There simply is no need. So to our friend Joe and to my friend Lance, who's, uh, who's, who's, who's going into the hospital tomorrow for a little something, it's going to be a hard day, but don't panic. There simply is no need. We got you, buddy. All right. We'll be thinking about you. That's all? Nothing? You have nothing for me? I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Waston. Peace. Heal fast, cheese bag. <laughs> From an empty room on the first floor As the cars pass by the liquor store I deconstruct my thoughts at this piano And it's all that I can do to stay With all the things I didn't say to you Before you moved across the country And from the burning building where I lay As I watch the stars become the day The L.A. girls are lacing up their sneakers They run the boardwalks and the beach This fishbowl life is all they need It's everything I needed to Until I heard the news So right inside Living with the news